Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people, and dogs of all ages, because I'm assuming a large portion of our listeners are dogs on their iPads. What is going on, and welcome to yet another episode of the Shock Factor Podcast, where I'm joined by the coach of the fabulous Rune Dogs, Coach Michael Rooney. Coach, how are you doing this week? Steven, love the love the shout out to the the, the dogs. I, I think this is a very dog friendly podcast. I think if you're a dog that loves college baseball, and why wouldn't you? You love this podcast. Uh, you love Steven's attitude towards dogs. I am uh, I'm wearing my green college baseball is rad hat, which is my favorite. And um, my fall reports are done. I loved writing them. And uh, now it's time to gird my loins, Stephen, and get ready for conference preview season, which is not for the faint of heart, but it is a labor of love, and I am fired up. Yeah, and that labor of love is something I certainly appreciate because, of course, I love college baseball, I love tuning in, love covering the game, but you make it so much easier by doing most of that stuff for me and having these reports, which I can't thank you enough for doing, so I, I tip my cap to you, Coach Rooney. And, of course, we're, we're recording this a little bit early, a little bit of a pre-record here, but I want to look into the crystal ball. Coach Rooney, how do you think the Carrots did in the week between now and uh, playing? Steven, I think everything is coming up Carrots. I think this is the – I think 2023 is the year of the vegetable. Um, and so, yes, yes, I, 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 everything about it, feels good the vibe is good morale is high as our friend clinton yates would say good that's that is the most important part of course the the carrots are your fantasy football team as we're entering the playoffs huge playoff push for the carrots we are all in your corner we're all rooting for you thank you go carrots go now this is gonna be a bit of a sadder episode for me because of course with conference previews coming up coach rooney is gonna have to part ways with the shock factor podcast just for a little bit to focus on those for the month of january so we won't be having him as often but he will be coming back when when the season comes about either to drop in or hopefully we can do something recurring but we'll see and we will update you as the time comes but coach rooney with the month of January, I spend too much time talking. My wife gets too tired of hearing about college baseball <laughs> from me. So with the podcast, we will be shifting to interviewing two people from college baseball every week, mostly players. What? But Coach Rooney, I got to know, who are two players you want to hear from? Okay, so two players this year that I want you to interview. That's your question. Yep. Oh, man, that is a good one. Um, I would say, okay, who in the SEC am I really interested? Hagen Smith is someone that I would I would be very curious to hear from. 
I think he is, he seems very interesting. And um, I will also give you Stephen uh, Joe Oyama from UC Irvine. Th- those are two uh, totally polar opposites, but those are two just off the top of my head. Oh, we'll get it done. Hagen Smith, of course, I think he's poised to be like the best pitcher in college baseball this year. Amen. With where he was at last season, where he's worked to. And Joe Yama, I hear about that guy about once a week. I, I am a huge fan of his just from seeing him play on the Cape, just watching him run around the bases. He flies. He, he's just a little firecracker making stuff happen, which I I can't I can't tell you how much I love that. <laughs> Yes, me too. Yeah, all in. Team Oyama. Now, with the new year kind of approaching rapidly, I figured this would be a good time to put a nice little bookend on the 2023 season as we are kind of shifting our focus to 2024. And so, of course, I wanted to tip my cap to some of the players we love from the 2023 season and share some of me and Coach Rooney's favorite moments from 2023. Starting off with favorite moments, Coach Rooney, I want to give you the floor. What's number one on your list, your favorite moment from the 2023 season? So, Stephen, you you are in my one of my, you know, I didn't rank my three favorite moments, but this might be my favorite. I'm going to give you the fourth annual Carbach Round Rock Classic brought, you know, presented by the Carbach Brewing Company. It was at Dell Diamond in Round Rock, Texas. It was the second weekend of the season and the teams were amazing. It was Iowa. It was LSU, Kansas State, Sam Houston. All four teams had awesome seasons. Uh, Like the one moment that stands out was, you know, Brody Breck pitching from Iowa or for Iowa. He beats LSU 12 to four. He strikes out eight. He walks six. It was just an absolute blood and guts outing. Um, But the reason I love that, Stephen, was the the atmosphere was incredible. Our friends from Peak Events, Ryan Holloway, Nathan Woolridge, do an amazing job. They were there. We love seeing those guys. Um, You know, Mike Harge, Chris Mikoski were there broadcasting with us. Our friend Mike Farron, Big Ben McDonald, Chris Burke, Kyle Peterson, Kendall Rogers, you were there, and our great friends Jake and Jordan, Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman. It was so fun. It was like I don't even know what it was like, Stephen. It was like a um, it was like a college baseball graduation trip or something. <laughs> like it was all of my favorite people in one place. Incredible college baseball facility was awesome. Um, very little sleep that weekend, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, I think that was as close as we'll get to a D1 baseball company picnic, and it was an absolute blast. I mean, anytime you're going to an event sponsored by an adult beverage company, you're typically going to have a great time, but you couldn't be you couldn't be more right with the amount of talent we got to solve. And, of course, we got a preview, a little bit of a spoiler of who was going to win it all. We get LSU winning the Carbach Round Rock Classic. Then, of course, going on to win the College World Series. I mean, how many teams have done that? I don't know. I don't think many. So that was really <laughs> cool to see. But just just a great event. Wow. Yeah, that was a great way to kick off the year for sure. Yes. Yep, absolutely. What are you going with, Stephen? What's your number one? For me, I, I'm with you. I don't know if I can rank them top down just because they're all great and I love them all. But one of my favorite moments had to be Jack Caglione hitting his 21st home run of the season. It was a grand slam. And it was a game where Brandon Neely had gotten tossed earlier in the game. 
for uh, a little bit of an excessive celebration is what they called it because apparently he looked at the opposing team's bench, which I don't think it was that serious. No one really thought it was that serious. Um, the other teams seemed surprised by it, so they didn't see it was that serious. And later in the game, Jack Haglione hits a grand slam, and he just has his arms by his side the whole time as he's rounding the bases. His teammates are high-fiving him. His arms are by his side. He's not reacting at all. It's just a total baller move. It's like him playing is saying, hey, hey, Mr. Umpire, like, that's great. <laughs> That's great that you didn't want me getting extra attention, but I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your rules so hard that I get extra attention. Like, just deal with it. Oh, that's great. That's a gr- that's a great one, Stephen. Well, well done. Um, yeah, anything Jack Caglione does, he he's must see television. Like I like if he's pitching, you can't take your eyes off the screen. If he's hitting, you certainly can't take your eyes off the screen. That's that's well done. Yeah, it's um, insane. So, Stephen, let me do one that I don't think you will pick. So, regional weekend, squeeze play. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. And the my beloved Penn Quakers from the city of Philadelphia, my home city, were in the Auburn regional. And they went 2-0. And they beat Auburn in that first game in extra innings. And their their segment to to win the game like the, the 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 inning in extra innings that won the game for them went like this a walk a double from their seven hole second baseman who's like 165 pounds good player so walk double bunt single squeeze squeeze so that was their that was their regional you know like they beat an SEC team on the road in a night game in a packed house in extra innings and it goes walk, double in the gap, bunt single, squeeze, squeeze. And that's how Penn beats Auburn. And they end, they ended up going 2-0 in the regional. They just couldn't pull it off. But I, that was just like so David versus Goliath and such a – it was just awesome in a million ways. It was I, – what I loved about that was it was the ultimate move of playing chess and not checkers. It's – you get the you get the approach of oh can I outsmart smart my opponent can I be the Ivy League team that's craftier more strategic versus Auburn the SEC team that's like hey we got guys who will hit home runs off both foul poles in the same game and we don't care it, it's just the pure brute force versus the strategy which I love that and I love to see it pay off yeah so good so so good uh, what are you going with Stephen what do you got for number two. So, number two, I'm going to go with on June 10th, UVA is taking on Duke in a region or a super regional. And Jake Geloff hits a 442-foot home run well over the bleachers in left field. It was a super cool home run. But he set the single-season home run record at UVA, with, and that was his 23rd home run. And it set the career record at UVA as well, which is really cool. And, you know, it's just... I think, unfortunately for me, it's going to be one of my final moments of watching someone do something in college baseball and be like, oh, I know that guy. But I I watched this kid grow up um, on the baseball field, in a sense, throughout college. So it was just really cool to see an old teammate do something that is just so hard to do. And and that's the thing, Stephen, like as much as I love college baseball. When you know the human being doing something, it just changes your investment in it. And so obviously, you know, Jake was one of your teammates and, um, you know, your last year, he really had to like Jake Geloff was not the freshman that comes in and 
handed a starting job. Like he's not even playing halfway through the year. And then he becomes one of the all-time great players at UVA. Really, really cool. Yeah. And just like to see him set the career home run record in essentially two and a half seasons. It's just insane. It's insane. You know, UVA wasn't really known for having a ton of pop because, you know, their park is humongous. It's a pitcher's yard, but they have really changed their approach. And it seems like we're going to see more home runs out of them, which I'm I'm really excited about. Yeah, I remember when Jake Geloff got there, he was just kind of like he felt like the throw in, right? Zach Geloff was the star and is a star. He's in the big leagues already, right? But um, yeah. second round pick. But Jake Jake very quickly became not the little brother anymore. Like it, it was, it was amazing. So yeah, and it, it was just really cool to watch that change too. Like firsthand, you just see it in the locker room where it's like, you watch this kid get comfortable and that's when he starts getting really good. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Amazing. Steven, you do your third one because I don't want to take yours because I've got some backups. So you do your third one and then I'll do my final one. All right, I I prepared some backups because I know we're both going to say this one because it's hands down the coolest moment of the 2023 season, which was us college baseball fans. I don't know if we won the lottery, if we just have really good karma coming for us, but we got Paul Skeens versus Rhett Lauder for, I mean, you can't beat that. I, I I didn't fully believe I was in real life when I was witnessing that. Mike Monaco, who is... Of course, a good friend of the program and the guy who interviewed me to make me me essentially had me sit with him in the ESPN seats front row to watch Paul Skeens versus Rhett Lauder. The game everyone had talked about wanting to happen all year long. The two number one only teams that were ranked number one to go head to head in Omaha when it couldn't mean any more. Like, sign me up. That was just... And we got exactly what we paid for. I mean, you know, I have media credentials, so it works a little differently. But fans in general, anyone who invested their eyesight into that game or their hearing or whatever they invested into that game got their money's worth. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, Skeens and and Louder were amazing. And, um, you know, there was no score. Like it was nothing but zero, Steven, until the 11th inning. It was just 10 zeros for each team. You know, Skeens was brilliant. Louder was brilliant. You know, it ends with the Tommy Tanks walk-off home run, which was a shame for, you know, Cam Manassi, who was an incredible closer for Wake Forest. But it was just, yeah, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I would say, Steven, that whole Omaha was so star-laden. And it didn't disappoint. And, you know, the ratings for all those games were off the charts. I mean, again, you kind of alluded to it, but it was a, it was a, an Omaha that made you very proud to be a college baseball fan. Absolutely. And, I mean, to hang 11 zeros with all that pressure, you got to tip your cap to all, all the guys who stepped on the field to play good defense, to just, I mean, what an insane game. It was awesome. Just absolutely awesome. That was a good, good choice, Stephen. And, and I certainly had that one. Like I was, I was ready for that one, but I'm glad you picked it. I, man, I could go a lot of different places here, but you know, the one that I'm going to pick Stephen is in regionals, you know, Clemson really feels like they're back in a big way and they hosted a regional. They were hot as all get out and they unfortunately got sent Tennessee in their regional. And this was in the winner's bracket game. 
this game went 14 innings and you know it, it was it was a nutty game Clemson is up they're leading four to two in the ninth and so Tennessee scores three runs in the ninth so now it's five for Tennessee they're the visiting team and you're feeling like okay they're going to make they're it's going to be an upset Tennessee well what does Clemson do they score a run in the ninth and then they're just trading punches in the 10th 11th and 12th I think Chase Burns had an inning in this game who's now at Wake Forest where he had bases loaded nobody out and he got out of the innings. Burns, Chase Burns, in relief of Chase Dolander, threw six and a third, six hits, eight strikeouts, four walks. I mean, he was absolute Houdini in that game. Cam Canarella, unfortunately, got bounced in that game. Um, you know, uh, uh, what's what my man Zane Denton, uh, I think he might have hit two home runs in this game. Christian Moore for Tennessee was nuts. It was just, it was the, the outside of Cam Canarella getting bounced. It was such a beautiful game. The crowd was nuts. It was, uh, I mean, it was another one of those games where you just felt like, man, I am so sad that one team has to lose this. And Clemson will be the better for it. I mean, Cam Canarella could very well win player of the year. He could win the Golden Spikes this year. He's so good. Um, and and uh, anyway, it was, it was just one for the ages. Yeah, that game, I remember that was just an insane game to watch. You truly had no idea who was going to win from, I would say like, that the top of the eighth is when like I was like this feels like this game is gonna get out of hand one way or the other I didn't expect it to go another what like two and a half hours but to see it go that long it was a shame Camp Canarella got ejected because I I truly believe that it wasn't really an ejectable time it didn't really make sense and the moment got a little too big for uh, someone involved in the situation who might be ejecting people but <laughs> Um, <laughs> but you know, the game got a little fast on him and that's, it's intense and I understand it. But at the same time, you want to keep Cam Canarella in that game, especially cause you know, the suspension doesn't hurt for the next game. Um, but yeah, what a great, what a great game. Yep. By the way, to put a bow on it, Cam Canarella, before he got ejected, he was the one that hit a double with two outs in the ninth to tie, to tie the game. Otherwise it doesn't even get to extra innings. In the bottom of the 10th, Chase Burns is pitching for Tennessee, like I said, and he gives up a single, a walk, and a hit-by-pitch. He's got bases loaded, nobody out. If Clemson scores, it's over. We're donezo. He strikes out the next hitter and then gets a guy to ground into a double play, and we're off to the 11th. I mean, just again, just this, this game's worth watching. I may try to rewatch that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm going to find it. I'll find the archive of it so good oh my gosh now should we another, do the players steven yeah absolutely so moving on want to highlight some players of course some of these guys will be people who have moved on from college baseball to pursue other things such as professional baseball which is super cool super supportive of them but we'll miss them in college baseball so we just want to you know either say goodbye or remind you guys that hey there's some really good people coming back so coach rooney do you want to start us off yeah, I'm happy to. So I'm going to give you a, a duo from Boston College, Stephen. You know, it was, mm -hmm. it, was a, it was an incredible year for Boston College. I'm going to give you John West, their big six foot eight chucker who's back, and Joe Vetrano, big Joe Vetrano, their left-handed hitting first baseman. You know, Vetrano is just like 6'3", 230. 
kind of like a slow twitch, but just awesome dude, super physical. He had a million home runs last year, felt like he hit five of them in the regional. And just, he was a really fun player. Like I would kind of call him like a slow pole lefty, but I like, I mean that in a fun way. Like he's just one of those dudes that swing in. And if he intersects with the baseball, it's, it's crazy power and just played with a very fun spirit. And John West, you know, he's he's a he's a really neat story in that he lost his father to ALS and so ALS is you know that's Pete Frady's and Boston College and um you know in the ALS game at Fenway this year John West pitched the game of his life and he had had a tough first couple years at Boston College but they changed they lowered his arm slot and he ended up being this really wicked sinker slider guy I think he's gonna have a huge this year this year he could have gone out as a draft eligible player but two players that I I just really root for and loved watching them. Joe Vitrano's in pro ball. John West is back at BC. So I, I love both those answers. I remember Joe Vitrano. That's a fabulous rune dog through and through. You, oh, uh, totally. You Big love time. that guy. I, I knew a lot about Joe Vitrano because of you. So I, I appreciate your appreciation for him because it's contagious. Amen. Now, one guy I'm going to miss tweeting about because he made my job particularly easy any day i was like hey i need a highlight of something i would just type in enrique bradfield jr in (laughs) twitter search bar and there would be like six different clips to choose from of what impressive thing he did he was just someone at vanderbilt he i remember there was one point i can't i believe it was last season where they showed a graphic where it was stolen bases in the sec and it was like Vanderbilt 50 Enrique Bradfield jr. 42 and then like five other sec schools like the team total numbers like just an absolute baller he everybody knew he was faster than anything you could imagine on the base paths and he could just he could have yelled hey I'm gonna steal second and gone and done it and the only thing that would have surprised you is he didn't rob a home run in center field while he was doing it because that's just the type of player he was. So he, Enrique Bradfield Jr., thank you for your contributions to college baseball. We, we oh, definitely so great. are better because of it. Amen. He, he's un, you could put him in a big league game tonight, Stephen, and he could play the dog out of center field. And I remember when he stole home, I think his sophomore year, Ooh. like the other team didn't even make a play. It, I think the other team didn't even know what happened. Like somebody had to tell them, hey, you actually are down a run now because somebody stole home and you didn't even see it. It was a blur. It was amazing. Yeah. And it was like with two outs, I believe, in the ninth, I want to say when he did it, which it's like, okay, it like good on Tim Corbin for just going, you know what? Why even risk it? Just take it now, and then we'll put the ball in play. Whatever happens, happens. Yep, I love it. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. Skip the waiting room. TireRack.com now offers convenient mobile tire installation in select areas. Simply shop TireRack.com for your next set of tires, and at checkout, choose Tire Rack Mobile Tire Installation. An expertly trained technician will arrive with your tires and install them on site, at home, at the office, wherever you are. You'll spend less time waiting and more time doing the things you enjoy. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 30% off Duration and Super Deck products May 17th through the 20th. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. 
psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. <gasps> it's Jean foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away. Throw our last Crunch Berry. No! No one steals my Crunch Berries. I think you mean my Crunch Berries. Choose your own Crunch Venture with Captain Crunch. All right, Steven. So my number two player, I'm going way off the map here again. Give me Cade Denton of Oral Roberts. Mm. This was good, but I didn't know who Cade Denton was. He finished last year with 15 saves. He had 86 strikeouts and 15 walks. Um, you know, he's throwing mid nineties with the nastiest slider you've ever seen. He was, he pitched three times in the Stillwater regional and it was nights lights out every time. So I'm trying to Steven, I'm trying to get better at, I've been raised on K per nine and walks per nine, but the kids are telling me that everybody's now on K percentage and walk percentage. And so I looked up K Denton on the great D one baseball site, K Denton's K percentage last year, the average is 20. His was 34.1%. So almost double the national K rate in college baseball. And that's, you know, percentage of, of, of plate appearances that end in a strikeout. So every three hitters he faced end in a punch out. The average walk rate is 10%. His was 6%. So just nasty strike thrower. I just loved his loyalty to Oral Roberts. They were the only program that offered him out of high school. His sophomore year, he had a 0.41 ERA this year. 1.83, 35 appearances, again, 15 saves. So Kay Denton was a big part of why they went to Omaha. And I just love the loyalty that he showed to Oral Roberts. And, you know, that I don't, I don't have anything against people that transfer, but it is cool when somebody finds the right place and um, the place takes a chance on them and it's reciprocated. So, it, yeah, Kay Denton was really fun, and I, I will miss him this year. Yeah, he was, he was just so fun to watch because, you know, I, I got to – I got a soft spot for the guys who can throw a really good sinker. I think a sinker <laughs> yes. is one of the coolest pitches in baseball. I think it's something where if you're a pitcher and you're like, hey, I want to play at the next level, learn how to throw sinker is the easiest way to get there because then you can just force contact. You get a lot of ground balls. Then you aren't afraid to throw strikes. You aren't afraid of hard contact. But just become a sinker ball pitcher. It's way simpler. And you're right. That loyalty is super cool. The, hey, you're the only guys who took a shot on me. I'll stay here. I'll stick around. I respect that. I, and, and also, I just love when it really works out for a guy. You know, because the college recruiting process, it can be terrifying. It can yes. be risky. But to have it work out in a way where you're like, no, I'm, I'm definitely staying here. I, I love that. Yep. The next guy I got for you that I'm going to miss is Wyatt Langford. I think oh, great call is the way he carried himself on a baseball field. He did everything the right way. He was just tough as anything. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of respect for him. He goes down in the, a, a few weeks into the season with a very unfortunate injury related to a foul ball, I believe hitting him in the, in the crotch region. 
But what I love about that is he's back two weeks later. I would have been out a year probably right. Um, if I if I had anything like that happen to me. And if you're wondering what it is, just look it up. You can figure it out. But again, not a fun experience for any guy to go through. And to be back two weeks later, just ready to help your team win, especially at a time where, you know, not that it was super rocky for Florida, but at a time they needed someone to emerge as a leader. And he's just like, you know what? I may be a little banged up, but I'm not going to let that stop me from, you know, keeping my draft stock high and proving that I am, you know, essentially made to hit baseballs. And he did just that. Yeah. So great. That's a good one, Steven. Very good. Um, so I need to do, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my last one and then we, we can do a couple honorable mentions, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hey, repeat your three for me, Steven. Who were your three again? So my, my main three, my first one was Enrique Bradfield. Then we had yep. Wyatt Langford. Um, yep. and I believe I've only given two. So, oh, far, you've only given two. Okay. Good, I good. can, I can roll into the third. Yeah. Do you your third one. So I don't steal your third one. Go for it. So the third one, this is someone I'm actually excited. That's coming. Uh, it's still a college baseball player and that's Jackson Wells Ooh. from the university of Arkansas, little rock. Holy last heck, season, Steven. Yes. Last season, he had a one five ERA and 54 innings pitched 46 strikeouts and 19 walks, which Hey, we'll take that. He's working around like I I wouldn't say that's a high number of walks, but the fact that they're there means he's working around some trouble from time to time. He's given up 41 hits, but he's still finding ways to have clean innings, which, you know, you love to see that. That's just, you know, when you get a guy who their numbers look like this, what this says to me is he has insane pitch ability. I believe he was a lower qualified era than uh at least on the ncaa website a lower qualified era than paul skeens last season just on and of course that's they were a little bit different circumstances a little different number of innings pitched and strikeout totals but it's just insane to think about having a one five era and he's like a 511 200 pound right hander like that's not the sexy profile, but give me that guy who's just a winner all day long. That is, look at you, Steven. That's a good, good find right there. Yeah. I mean, look, I got a soft spot for those types of guys. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Well done. All right. So, Steven, my my third selection, like kind of, and th- this is my final official one is, uh, so Dylan Cruz won the Golden Spikes Award. He should have, right? Like that. that was... The guy hit 58 home. It's one of the great three-year careers in college baseball history. He hit 58 home runs. You know, he had 71 walks last year, Stephen. Like we talked about the average for the, the walk percentage average in college baseball is 10%, right? One out of every 10 at bats. Dylan Cruz's was 20. It was double that, right? Because you're scared of him. It's easy to forget Dylan Cruz was hitting 500 for like most of the year. And that was really fun to watch. He's a great center fielder. I mean, he's going to be a big leader, et cetera. So, so I think Dylan Cruz was very deserving of the Golden Spikes Award. Love Dylan Cruz. However, Paul Skeens should have won the, the Golden Spikes because in a year where the ball is jumping, the bats are jumping, like it's just crazy offense. This dude, Paul Skeens, who transfers in from the Air Force Academy, his velocity jumps five miles an hour, you know, uh, on his fastball, which is crazy. And he, he has one of the most dominant college baseball seasons since Mark Pryor in 2001, 
Steven Strasburg in 2009 against in this offensive environment, you know, Paul Skeen's season is one of the greatest in the history of college baseball. And, and, and he's such an amazing kid. Um, He's so good, you know, for, for sports in general, he will be in the big leagues with the pirates. I feel like in five seconds. So Paul Skeen's will be greatly missed. Uh, I'm right there with you. I can't believe that halfway through the year, they didn't just like make a bylaw and say, you know what, if a team <laughs> gives the NCAA enough money, you can have Paul now. Um, just because like he was so beyond everybody else in college baseball. And like, that's not to say there weren't impressive pitchers or guys who had like outlier stuff, but all of Paul's stuff was outlier. Like, He's throwing 102 on his 100th pitch into a game. It's like, relax. You're playing a midweek. (laughs) You aren't playing a midweek, but he would be beating up on some opponents early on where it's like, okay, this is like, these guys are going to go tell their kids about this one day. And like, he's the pitcher you're going to tell your kids you saw played one day. And it's just like, I remember watching his slider at Round Rock. And just how much it moved. It Again, it didn't make sense. I thought like science was glitching. I thought the world was spinning at a different rate. <laughs> I had Incredible. never been, I had never really spent time in Texas before. So I thought maybe the time zone was doing something to it. But just insane talent on the kid. Yep. I remember talking to Corey Mascara, Mascara uh, of Wake Forest about Paul Skeens. And he's like, you know, like I, I hear all this talk about people dinging skeins because the fastball metrics aren't sexy enough, blah, blah, blah. And I read like Moose, Corey Mascara is in on the metrics like Moose is all in on that. But he said, watching him pitch against Louder that night, what blew me away is every pitch is 100. Like he's like, like we're in the seventh inning and it's still 100, 100, 100, 100. And, he, and, and Moose, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he's kind of like, I don't care what the metrics are anymore. Like every pitch is a hundred. It's like what, what it was. Yeah. So just amazing. Uh, can, can I do some honorable mention here, Steven? Absolutely. Okay. Jonah Cox, the center fielder for Oral Roberts was awesome. Like incredible blonde hair. He's built like a division one free safety. He's like six to one kind of a, a unique right-handed hitter, but he's like this guy that could play free safety at the highest level of college football and he had you know that 47 game hitting streak was the third best in the history of division one baseball jonah cox had to play junior college baseball he's the epitome of a grit factory um so it was super awesome to see he's he's very bouncy you know like it it just he he's a very fun player to watch um you you go steven I'll, i'll i'll we can go we can go kind of uh trade punches on this one yeah i i like that call jonah cox was I mean, 47 games doing, doing something 47 times in a row is hard to do hitting a baseball 47 times in a row. A lot of McGriddles, Steven, even you doing with your McGriddles 47 times in a row is remarkable. It's, it's not easily, it's not easily done. I'm going with another guy who's staying, uh, staying in college baseball, who I think kind of flew under the radar last year, which is Sam Col Clausingham. Is that the kid at air force? Yes, I am Ooh, dying on the name because, you know, Christmas time is killing me. I've seen Claus so many times. So it's, <laughs> like, it's Sam Clausingham, which sorry again for getting that jumbled up, but 
he has had one of the most under radar, insane college baseball careers statistics wise. He hit as a sophomore, he hit 411. Last year as a junior, hit 426. And those numbers are only going up. I mean, back to back seasons where he's collecting 100 or more hits. That's insane to do. And, you know, last se- his sophomore year, he had 12 home runs. Last season, only six. I, I could see him tapping back into that power. I guess he, he became a little bit of a contact guy. The 411 average his sophomore year wasn't high enough. Want to get to 426, <laughs> drop the home runs down a little bit. I get it. But maybe he just goes, you know what? Screw the average next year. Let's only focus on home runs. Hits 40 of them. Who knows? Who knows which direction he's going to go. But I'm excited to watch him play again. Yeah, and a key player, like you talk to any of those people, they'll tell you like he was a key player in Air Force breaking that streak and getting to you know the NCAA tournament. Obviously, Paul Skeens had a ton to do with that too, but uh, that's a good call out. And I, I want to learn more on how to pronounce his last name because that is, man, that is a bear, that one. Um, <laughs> Steven, let me, we're going to do research. We're going to do homework on that because, man, I, I, I'm proud of you for attempting that. So I've got, I've got a couple more. Cam Canarello, I've mentioned. I just, he's amazing. This is one of the very best players in America. Hard stop. Like he's incredible. Um, Jacob Wilson, Steven was the shortstop at Grand Canyon last year. He was the sixth pick overall highest drafted player ever out of Grand Canyon, probably the highest player drafted ever out of the, the WAC. And you know, that's, that's a grit factory program. Steve, he's so old fashioned. His dad was Jack Wilson, the big leaguer. Jack Wilson was a kid or, or, um, um, oh my gosh, Jack's the dad, Jacob Wilson, you know, he barely, no strikeouts. Like the dude never strikes out and he's just an incredible defender. It was just really cool to see him have that kind of year. He could have gone anywhere. He played for team USA. He decided to stay at grand Canyon. And again, I want to be clear when Tommy white transfers from NC state to LSU, I'm heartbroken for NC state. I'm pumped up for Tommy white. But when Jack Wilson stays, it's amazing. Remember I told you, Stephen, the K percentage average is 20%, right? One out of Mm -hmm. every five at-bats in college baseball and in a strikeout, Jack Wilson's K percentage was 2.3%. So that that means you give him 100 plate appearances and he's going to strike out twice. Incredible. A number that low is just insane to think about. Insane. I mean, that leaves 98 at-bats that a ball is getting put in play or Nuts. something is happening. Like, yes. that's, that's insane to think about it from that perspective. Sign me up to have that guy. Yes, absolutely. Do you have any more, Steven? I got one more. You, you go ahead. You go ahead. You, the floor is yours. Okay, so my man, Alberto Rios from Stanford, he was the Pac-12 player of the year. 384, 18 home runs, 73 RBIs. Steven, he was a junior. Do you know how many at-bats he had in his first two seasons at Stanford? Uh, I'm not certain, but I know, I want to say it was a low number. I want yes, to say it was this was eight. a breakout year. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I was, so, I was expecting it, maybe 30. <laughs> yeah, right? Like So, Alberto Rios, and we've got this trend happening in college baseball where – he goes from eight at-bats in two years to Pac-12 player of the year. Super awesome. Love seeing that. And again, we've got players doing like this. Gavin Cash barely played his freshman year at Texas. Then he's sitting a bazillion home runs for Texas Tech. Charlie Condon's a famous one. He redshirted. You mentioned Wyatt Langford. You know, Ivan Melendez is a guy that didn't go crazy until that final year. I think about Carter Graham. I mean, the names go on and on and on. 
but I just, it's amazing the stick to that that requires. And it's a cool thing where as we're sitting here, Stephen, if you and I were doing this podcast 12 months ago and you said to me, Alberto Rios, I would have said, oh yeah, that was the outfielder on LSU's 1993 team that won the College World Series. And you would have said to me, no, that was not Alberto. That was, um, what's the other one? Armando. Armando. That was Armando Rios. And I would have been, <laughs> and I would have been like, I don't even know who Alberto Rios is. And you would have said to me, I've got a gut feeling he's about to be the Pac-12 player of the year. And Steven, you would have been right. It just, I love the guys that can emerge like that and they can sit through it because, you know, you have coaches all the time who they try to explain it to the players like, look, our lineup's really good this season. We don't have a spot for you in it yet, but we're still going to invest time in developing you because we believe that you can fill this role. He is proof of that. He is great proof of that. And it, it's insane just how much he has emerged and how much he has come out for that. Yes. Love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, man. Do you have any more, Stephen? This was so fun. Gosh, this gets my juices flowing for 2024. I, I can't think of any more that I want to name just off the top of my head because I want to do them all justice, want to give them all the research. But most of all, I just want to say thank you to all the players for giving us a phenomenal 2023. I, I truly believe this college baseball season was the most interesting, the, the funnest to watch, the funnest to cover that I've ever had. I know I've only been doing it for a little bit of time, but that means a lot to me. So it was just awesome to be a part of, awesome to watch, and so many guys contributed in so many huge ways. Steven, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I did. No, you're totally fine. I don't know what happened. It there's how do I kick uh, myself out of that other one? Oh, there oh, you go. You got me. There we go. Yeah, but, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. That was weird. I just got this weird pop up in the middle of my screen. I tried to exit, and then it just bounced me. No, it, it could have been my internet. So totally fine. I can. I probably should clip the rambling I just did because no, it was good. But you were saying thank you to the players, and I thought if you want to start there. That might be a good edit point to jam back in there and we can wrap it. Yeah, absolutely. But we just got to say thank you to all the players that gave us a phenomenal 2023 season. I know I've only covered the game a couple of times, a couple of years, but this was my favorite year of doing it. So I, I got to say thank you to the players and I truly genuinely look forward to the 2024 season. Amen, Stephen. For the players that are about to just you know, wow us in 2024. We thank you in advance. Uh, and, and you're right. This, this is a fun way to put a bow on 2023. Um, and man, this gets me excited for this season coming up. I, it just gets me pumped up to just absolutely dominate my conference previews. And then let's go compete. Uh, Steven. So, so if there are people listening that like to buy presents after Christmas has passed and they, they love, you know, they, they want some, some college baseball merch. Where shall this person who will go unnamed, where shall they go to buy such merch? A great place to start. You go to Google, type in obvious shirts, big donkey. 
It'll take you to the obvious shirts brand and the big donkey collection of that brand where you can buy college baseball themed shirts and merchandise, which is really fun. And you can purchase it all with the comfort of knowing that your money is going to help a boy in need of a van to go to college baseball games. So thank you for the support if you choose to do that. If not, totally cool too. Um, but also if you want hats, bigdonkeybrand.com has you there too. Love the, love the college baseball's rad hats. If you want a shirt, and I do, that says low slot, low slot joker on it, why wouldn't you? Amazing. And so uh, very good. Steven, shall we officially close the books on the 2023 college baseball year? I believe we shall. And Coach Rooney, before you, before you do the final close, I just want to say, thank you for joining me this fall. It, it's oh. been an absolute blast. This podcast has been a ton of fun to do, so... I, I know you are a very busy gentleman, but I appreciate you being flexible and uh, just sharing your college baseball knowledge with me because I, I truly believe I am a better man because of it. Well, Stephen, I thank you for the invite. This has been good for my soul. I look forward to our call every week and uh, thank you. So uh, with that, goodbye 2023. You were very, very good to us. I want to remind everyone that college baseball is in fact rad. It says it on my hat, so it must be true. And we will catch you next time on the Shock Factor Podcast. The Shock Factor Podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. Bosch tools are built for workers. The Bosch X-Lock Grinder switches wheels up to five times faster than standard grinders, helping you go from grinding to cutting more quickly. Bosch Tools, what hard workers deserve. Learn more at BoschTools.com. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.